reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 4, Chapter 29, Verse 54, talks between Narada and King Prachanabarhi. So it's not on the board because it's a huge prose verse, so I'll just read it. I'll try to read it somehow or other as it is. Sumana sammatarmanam strinam sharana ashame pushpamatu gandavakshu jatamam kamya karma vipakajam kamasukalavam jaivau jaivyao pashtyari vichin vantam mitunibuyatar abhiniveshita manasam sadangrikana samagita varati manoharavanitari Janalape svatitaram atipralopitakarnam akrivika yutavadavmana ayur haratoho ratrantan kalalava visheshana viganaya kihesu sharena yamiha paravityati tamimam atmanam aho rajan pinahidayam drashtum arhasiti. <laughs> so, sumana, flowers, samadharmanam, exactly like, strinam, of women, sharane, in the shelter, ashame, household life, pushpa, in flowers. Madhu of honey, Gandha the aroma, Vat like, Kshudatamam most insignificant, Kamya desired, Karma of activities, Vipakajam obtained as a result. Kamasukha of sense gratification. Lavam a fragment. Jaivya enjoyment of the tongue. Aupastya sex Aupastya sex enjoyment. Adi beginning with Vishinvantam always thinking of Mitunipuya. Engaging in sex life. Tat in his wife. Apini Veshita. Always absorbed. Manasam. Whose mind? Sadangri. Of bumblebees. Gana. Of crowds. Sama. Gentle. Gita. The chanting. Vat. Like. Ati, very, Manohara, attractive, Vanita Adi, beginning with the wife, Jana, of people, Allah Pesu, to the talks, Atitaram, excessively, Ati, very much, Pralabita, attracted. Karnam, whose ears, Agre, in front, Vikayuta, a group of tigers, Vat, like, Atmana, 
of oneself. Ayu, span of life. Harata, taking away. Aharatran, days and nights. Tan, all of them. Kalava Visheshan, the moments of time. Avikanaya, without considering. Griheshu, in household life. Viharantam, enjoying. Prishtata, from the back. Eva, certainly. Paroksham, without being seen. Anupravita, following behind. Luptaka, Zahantra, Kritaanta, superintendent of death. Anta, in the heart. Sharena, by an arrow. Yam, whom? Iha, in this world. Paravityati, pierces. Cham, that. Imam, this. Atmanam, yourself. Ahorajan, O king. Bhinahidayam, whose heart is pierced. Jastum, to see. Arhasi, you ought. Iti, thus. Translation. My dear king, woman, who is very attractive in the beginning but in the end very disturbing, is exactly like the flower, which is attractive in the beginning and detestable at the end. With woman, the living entity is entangled with lusty desires, and he enjoys sex just as one enjoys the aroma of a flower. He thus enjoys a life of sense gratification from his tongue to his genitals, and in this way, the living entity considers himself very happy in family life. United with his wife, he always remains absorbed in such thoughts. He feels great pleasure in hearing the talks of his wife and children, which are like the sweet humming of bumblebees that collect honey from flower to flower. He forgets that before him is time, which is taking away his lifespan with the passing of day and night. He does not see the gradual diminishing of his life, nor does he care about the superintendent of death, who is trying to kill him from behind. Just try to understand this. You are in a precarious position and are threatened from all sides. Oops, I forgot the purport, sorry. It's such a long verse. <laughs> it's like a purport. Materialistic life means forgetting one's constitutional position as the eternal servant of Krishna. And this forgetfulness is especially enhanced in Grihastha Ashram. In Grihastha Ashram, a young man accepts a young wife who is very beautiful in the beginning, but in due course of time, after giving birth to many children and becoming older and older, she demands many things from the husband to maintain the entire family. At such a time, the wife becomes detestable to the very man who accepted her in her younger days. One becomes attached to Grihastha Ashram for two reasons only. The wife cooks palatable dishes for the satisfaction of her husband's tongue, and she gives him sexual pleasure at night. A person attached to Grihastha Ashram is always thinking of these two things, palatable food and sex enjoyment. The talks of the wife, which are enjoyed as a family recreation, and the talks of the children both attract the living entity. 
he thus forgets that he has to die someday and has to prepare for the next life if he wants to be put into a congenial body. The deer in the flower garden is an allegory used by the great sage Narada to point out to the king that the king himself is similarly entrapped by such surroundings. Actually, everyone is surrounded by such family life, which misleads one. Living entity thus forgets that he has to return home back to Godhead. He simply becomes entangled in family life. Pralana Maharaj has therefore hinted, Hidvatma patam griham andakupam vanamgato yadharim ashayeta. Family life is considered a blind well on the kupam into which a person falls and dies without help. Prahlad Maharaj recommends that while one's senses are there and one is strong enough, he should abandon the Grihastha Ashram and take shelter of lotus feet of the Lord, going to the forest of Vrindavan. According to Vedic civilization, one has to give up family life at a certain age, the age of 50, take Vanaprastha, and eventually remain alone as a sannyasi. That is the prescribed method of Vedic civilization known as Varnasham Dharma. When one takes sannyasa after enjoying family life, he pleases the Supreme Lord Vishnu. One has to understand one's position in family or worldly life. That is called intelligence. One should not remain always trapped in family life to satisfy his tongue and genitals in association with a wife. In such a way, one simply spoils his life. According to Vedic civilization, it is imperative to give up the family at a certain age by force if necessary. Unfortunately, so-called followers of Vedic life do not give up their family even at the end of life, unless they are forced by death. There should be a thorough overhauling of the social system, and society should revert to the Vedic principles, that is, the four varnas and the four ashramas. Mukam karati vachalam pangam langkategim yakipantamam vande si gurum tinutarinam om agyana timarandasya garanja shakaya if you study the universal form of the Lord in Canto 2, Chapter 1, you will find that the universal form smiles. And this smile of the universal form is the illusory energy of Maya. And behind the smile is the set of teeth. And the set of teeth is there to eat you up at the time of death, as we find in Bhagavad Gita. When you, they sh uh, he shows the universal form to Arjuna, he's eating up all the soldiers on the battlefield. So this is, this is time, time which is here taking away the lifespan, the passing of day and night. So time is there in front, and death, superintendent of death is in back. And so we are trapped here. Um, so when we forget Krishna, and this is what happens to us. Krishna surja samaya hoy ondakar, jaha krishna tahanahi maya odhikar. Wherever there is Krishna, and there is sunshine. And when there is, where there is maya, there is darkness. So if you face Krishna from the front, then you will see his smiling face. But if you are impersonalist and you want to turn your back to Krishna, then you will see the back of Krishna yourself too you will face the back of Krishna. And it's like a big shadow, big shadow. So Yudhisthira Maharaj was asked, and this is not such a famous question in Mahabharata, not the usual one, it's uh, what is the most wonderful thing. There's another, of course, this is also 
uh, relevant for this verse, what is the most wonderful thing is that people are dying around you, but you think you will not die. But there's another question which was asked um, to you this year. What is the news? So what is the news? If you take up the newspaper, is that everybody is in a gigantic frying pan and we're all being fried. This is the news. This is the material world. It's, it's a big frying pan. And uh, we are all being fried. Some of us are well, well done. And some of us are fried <laughs> completely. <laughs> uh, with this. But it's good to be fried with the material world. That is, that is good. We should not be complacent. This, this purport in verse is to wake us up so that we are not complacent in our spiritual life. And so, yeah, and, and the days and nights are the fuel for the fire here. The days and nights are diminishing. Of course, this is true for everyone but a devotee. Every, with a dev uh, one who is hearing and chanting the glories of the Lord, the sun cannot take away the duration of his life. And so uh, this is a very heavy uh, verse and purport here. And he's, he didn't say Grihamedi, he said Grihasta actually here. <laughs> so you might lose your hope here if you're Grihasta. Brahmacharis will be happy uh, if they read this purport. Uh, but actually we see, how do we, how do we see this in relationship to ourselves in ISKCON? Um, yes, if the Grihasta falls into this mentality, then he will surely be suffering. He will be suffering uh, at the time of death. Uh, but actually, Prabhupada's application, so he would say very heavy things according to Shastra, sometimes you find in his books, but his application was completely different. Even sometimes sannyasis would, would leave their sannyas and become grihastas, and Prabhupada would encourage them. He said, no, now just don't leave. Be in the proper ashram. And so... The grihasta is meant not simply to think of two things, eating and, and having sex life. He's supposed to think, how can we help each other progress in Krishna consciousness? And so, uh, and how to do that, there's a hint here in the purport, uh, in the third paragraph, one has to understand one's position in family or worldly life. That is called intelligence. So, what does it mean to use your intelligence in spiritual life? That's what I would like to talk about today. Uh, intelligence. Uh, we have the choice to use our purified intelligence to make progress in life or to misuse our intelligence. Um, so in this uh, analogy of Paranja, intelligence is compared to the wife, actually. The wife is supposed to be the good intelligence of the husband. So, the Mahabharata also talks about intelligence. Another question asked to Yudhisthira Maharaj in Mahabharata is, well, who is our best friend? And, and the answer was, our intelligence. Our intelligence is our best friend. So there's three divisions of intelligence. Uh, there's waking, when we're awake, when dreaming, and deep sleep. So the soul goes through these, uh, but the intelligence is, is there. In the waking and the dreaming, in deep sleep, even the intelligence is dissolved. And the super soul is perceiving in deep sleep. I had that experience in my near death when I was, had an overdose of anesthesia. 
then uh, I was not conscious to this world, but I was awake and all I could see was black. And I had no conception of identity. I had no conception of self. I was just like an atom or a molecule floating in the darkness. No desires, no nothing. So that's in deep sleep. It's in one purport in Bhagavatam, Prabhupada compares uh, being under anesthesia with deep sleep or being unconscious. But I, I was conscious, so it was, it was quite an experience uh, to be conscious and, and have no identity. <laughs> and I could, you know, I, I, like, I had no idea who I was or what I was even. Uh, so that was, this is, uh, but, so intelligence will help us in the waking and dreaming state. Uh, and Bhagavatam, third canto, talks about uh, how intelligence is transformation of false ego and passion. And it helps us to ascertain the nature of objects and to, to help with the senses. Uh, and it's discriminating power to understand an object and it uh, helps the senses make choices. We have to make choices. So it's supposed to be master of the senses. And the perfection of intelligence is when, when we become fixed in use our senses for Krishna. And if we use our intelligence properly, our, our consciousness is expanded into Krishna consciousness. So how to, how to do that? Let's analyze where does intelligence come from, first of all. According to Bhagavad Gita, Sarvasticha Hamhidi Sanivishto, intelligence to remember and forget that is coming from the supersoul, sitting in the heart. That is where our intelligence is coming from. That is also confirmed in Bhagavatam. Second canto, second chapter, Prabhupada gives a thorough analysis of how to perceive the soul and the super soul in the heart. And so Prabhupada compares uh, the super soul to a master. Um, here in Germany, you probably have people taking their dogs for a walk. Mm-hmm. So the master takes the dog for the walk and the dog can do what he likes, of course, within limits on the leash. And uh, he, he can walk, he can run, he can pass to the urine, and the master waits. So similarly, the super soul is there and he's letting us walk and run and pass to and he's simply waiting for us to turn to him. And he's giving us all our necessities. So, what is he asking from us, Krishna? He speaks in Bhagavad Gita, give me a little fruit, a little flower, a leaf and water, and uh, I will be happy, of course, with bhakti. Don't forget bhakti. So he's always with us, and he's waiting for us to give something to him, turn to him. He came as Lord Chaitanya uh, to tell us, of course, Krishna Krishna came as Krishna, and Krishna said, surrender to me, I'll give you all protection. Because here you will simply suffer. You create your own entanglement. You cannot be free. So then as Lord Chaitanya, he came to show us how to surrender to him. So, super soul, we say, helps us remember. It's that I will give you intelligence how to come to me. If you worship me, with all your heart, if you worship me um, 24 hours a day, if you surrender to me, then I will help you. But, super soul, if you want to forget, 
and then he will help you forget. And this verse is about forgetting. It's about forgetting Krishna and uh, being consumed by time and by death. So how does he make us forget? Prabhupada uh, gives an example of an actor directing a drama. So we're all in the drama. And an expert director makes the actor forget his real identity to become the part he's playing. Uh, Prabhupada talks about one, one drama where in the Ramayana, the actor who was playing Dasharath actually died in separation from Ram during the play when that part came. That he, he was so into the part that he actually left his body uh, when Dasharath was meant to left, leave his body. So a real director makes you forget your identity so that you can play your part. So we are, we are servants of Krishna, but we've forgotten our identity. And so he's helping us forget and so we can play our part, so we can enjoy this world. But his advice is, don't become entangled in, this, in these activities. Surrender to me. And mommy comes Shoranambraja. So, forgetting. Who does he cause to forget is the non-devotees, those who don't want to remember Krishna. And who does he cause to remember is the devotees. Devotees want to remember him. So if, uh, if you want to forget, he'll help you forget birth after birth. And if you want to remember, then you will, he will help you remember more and more. So the super soul, he's watching what we want, what we desire. He's noting it down, and he, get, he gives us a chance. Even sometimes devotees, they have material desires, but then later on, they get those, they get fulfilled, and they think, oh, why did I want that? So that's like Juva Maharaj. Juva Maharaj wanted a kingdom, and then after he saw the Lord, he got the kingdom, and he didn't want it anymore. So Krishna is a bit tricky uh, that he can, he will give us things that we want, but not the way we want them. He'll give us in such a way that we won't want them anymore. And so you can notice this in your spiritual life sometimes. So Bhuti Yoga, he gives us intelligence. Um, if we use our intelligence to make the right choices, then we can advance quickly in Krishna consciousness. In a Bhagavad Gita, there's a purport. It says, Bhuti Yoga. It's called Bhuti Yoga. So we are practicing Bhuti Yoga, not just Bhakti Yoga. We're practicing Yoga of Intelligence. Yoga of Intelligence. And that means that we, can, we are in communication with the Supersoul. How, how do we communicate with Super Soul? Well, we hear Bhagavad Gita, because Super Soul comes, uh, is, uh, uh, Krishna is the manifestation, he's the origin of Super Soul, and he's speaking Bhagavad Gita to us. So that's one way. Another way is the spiritual master. The spiritual master expands outside as Super Soul. And another way in this verse is uh, Kala, or time. Time is also an expansion of Super Soul, an external expansion. And he makes us remember what we wanted in our past lives, and he makes us forget also what we don't want. But an intelligent, if we use our intelligence, then we won't wait to surrender. We'll accept, okay, uh, why should I wait many births? Bahunam, Jamanante, Kanavan, Manprapadite. Why not just surrender today? So, what does that mean to surrender? Uh, 
we will surrender, Prabhupada says, after some time, after we make advancement, then Krishna will talk with us. He's in our heart and he'll talk with us. But who does he talk with? Who does he talk with? Somebody who is always engaged in devotional service. So he will talk with you and he'll reveal himself, Prabhupada said. And he'll ask you, what do you want? Now we have to think, what does Krishna want? That is our mentality. And if we always think, what does Krishna want? How can I please Krishna? Then Krishna will one day say, what do you want? How can I please you? And that's what Krishna, that's Krishna's desire. He just wants to please his devotees. So the devotee, he sees Krishna everywhere. Um, he has Paramatma, his super soul, even within the atom. And it says in, in Krishna book in chapter 80, if one can simply think Krishna is everywhere, even in the atom, then one can perfect his thinking, feeling, and willing functions of the mind. So the devotee sees super soul inside and outside. So sometimes devotees would, were asking Prabhupada one question, that what is better? Should we stay here in this material world and preach, or should we go back to Godhead? So Prabhupada gave different answers to that question. To Burijan Prabhu, he gave the answer that, why you want to make me come back here for you? You don't stay here. Better you go back to Godhead. And in many, many purposes, if you read Prabhupada's books, that's a theme. We should desire to go back to Godhead in this life. Uh, but, and, and he gave another answer to a Chutananda Prabhu. Prabhupada said, the one who's spreading Krishna consciousness is already back to Godhead. He's a preacher. Preacher, he's engaged his body, mind, and words only to glorify the Lord. So he's Jivan Mukta. He's liberated even in this life. He's already in the spiritual world. So when you follow instructions of Guru, we sing, Arna Koriya Mone Asha. Let his instructions be one with my heart. If you do this, then you get intelligence to remember Krishna. So there's a nice purport uh, in Third canto, if a disciple is very serious to execute the mission of the spiritual master, he immediately associates with the Supreme Personality of Godhead by Vani or Vapu. This is the only secret of success in seeing the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Instead of being eager to see the Lord in some bush of Vrindavan, at the same time engaging in sense gratification, if one sticks to the principle following the words of the spiritual master, he will see the Lord without difficulty. And living in Vrindavan, there are many people who think they are seeing Krishna, but the, the six Goswamis never thought like that. They were always saying, where is Krishna? So our, our movement is actually teaching separation from Krishna. So real intelligence means to link with Krishna by following the instructions of the spiritual master. So that will save us, even if we're in Grihastha life. If we follow the instructions of the spiritual master, then we won't have to suffer like it's described in this verse. Uh, actually, in Chaitanya Chaitamrita, it's described how Govindadev instructs his devotee that there's an awakening of divine consciousness. And the devotee, when, his, when he wakes up and he can see Krishna in everything, and he's grateful. Actually, the beginning is to be grateful to Krishna. Uh, as I think your Maharaj Sachinandan Swami, he used to say that gratefulness opens the door to prema, 
It's, it's very, very important to be grateful. So when we wake up, then we see, oh, how Krishna is giving me everything. I should be grateful to him. Thank you, Krishna. Thank you. And this is, uh, then we become convinced that Krishna is our Supreme Lord and we want to worship him. And we want to be with him in the spiritual world also. And one of the five relationships we heard about yesterday from our dear devotee, Mani Manjari. We want to be in one of those five relationships. So, and, um, so what do we do now? In the meantime, now we're here, we're not in the spiritual, well, we're kind of in the spiritual world, we're in Golakadam. Uh, what can we do here? Uh, we can, Prabhupada says, devotees absorbed in Krishna consciousness exchange thoughts and realizations as great scientists exchange their views and they discuss the results of their research in scientific academies. Such exchanges of thoughts in regard to Krishna give pleasure to the Lord who favors such devotees. I was hearing yesterday during lunchtime, I was hearing Prabhuji Gaurahari talking about Lakshmi Devi and how she wants to come down and worship the lotus feet of Krishna. She's not satisfied just being on, on the chest of Krishna. So, and then, if you go on, that was in the, in the chapter of Prithu Maharaj, and how he was a little bit in anxiety because he wanted that service. And he was thinking, you know, what if Lakshmi doesn't let me uh, worship the lotus feet of Krishna? He said, but I think Krishna will take my side because I'm a new devotee. And he's more merciful to the new devotees than uh, to his... And he says that. He says that to Uva, Uddhava, that uh, no, even Lakshmi, even Brahma, even Shiva, they are not as dear to me as you are. And Prahlad Maharaj, she got more mercy than Lakshmi. That's one of the verses of the prayers. He says, I got more mercy than Lakshmi. Because Lakshmi never got the hand of the Lord on her head. So, isn't that interesting? So, there is hope for us, even if we're in Grihasta Ashram or whatever position we're in, if we just are eager to get the mercy, Laoyam, that's the price, um, and Krishna will one day talk with us if we are eager to serve him. So, one of my godbrothers, he was very eager to see Srila Prabhupada. Um, he was in jail he was actually a street kid, and he was in jail in, in Bombay. And he got it back to Godhead while he was in jail. And he saw a picture of Prabhupada with a very expensive watch on his hand. He thought, I have to go and steal that watch. <laughs> he was very eager. And <laughs> he got out of jail, and he went to the devotees, and he joined. So I have to meet your, your guru. And so they said, okay, yes, you can meet him. But he got a little bit purified being in the temple for a while. Um, and then when he met Prabhupada, it was like the same thing happened to him as happened to Dhruva Maharaj. That when he saw Prabhupada, he lost his desire <laughs> to steal the watch. And Prabhupada was holding the watch. You want this? <laughs> so, <laughs> no, no, Prabhupada. But Prabhupada wanted him to experience uh, uh, you know, the, the dream of, in, in, in those days of many, especially Indians, was to go to the West. So he said, I want to send you to the West. And so, okay. So he went to get his passport, but he couldn't get his passport. And Prabhupada said, why, why aren't you going? 
He said, well, I couldn't get a passport because it's asking the name of my father and I don't know who my father is. <laughs> so then Prabhupada said, show me that passport. And Prabhupada wrote under Father A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami. I, I, I'm your father. <laughs> so he went to the West and, and this devotee has so much opulence. He has you know, a couple of flats. He, he became, he's now in charge of the ITV in, in India. Filming. He was in some films also in Bollywood, and, but this was mercy, mercy of Prabhupada, mercy because he did become. He was so eager <laughs> to, to see Prabhupada. <laughs> we should have that eagerness. Yesterday, um, our, our my godbrother, I don't know his name, but um, he's a little chubby. He was sitting out there. Yeah, Vishyash. He made a comment because we, we were on our cell phones because we weren't getting reception over there. So he said, you should be so eager and you're to go on as absorbed in your cell phone, uh, absorbed in chanting as you are absorbed in your cell phone. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, true. So yeah, these, these are lessons we learn here. Now, don't be too absorbed in the wrong direction. And we should be absorbed in the spiritual direction. Use our intelligence in the spiritual direction. And try to always remember Krishna, use our intelligence to remember Krishna, even during our day. Of course, here it's not so difficult. We're in the temple and it's Golokadam and the deities are here, so it shouldn't be too difficult here to remember Krishna. Um, so Prabhupada, he gives us a prayer to Supersoul. Simply our prayer should be, my dear Krishna, please remind me to always chant your holy name, please do not put me into forgetfulness. You are sitting within me, a super soul, so you can put me into forgetfulness or into remembering you. So please, do not put me into forgetfulness. Please, always remind me to chant. Even you send me into hell, it doesn't matter, as long as I can always chant Hare Krishna. Lord Chaitanya and Nityananda are singing one very nice song, requesting everyone to please chant Hare Krishna and come along with them. So, that is our request to everyone. Radha Krishna Bol 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 Shavai. That's the song, Prabhupada. Uh, that only my only request, my only bhiksha, the only uh, dakshin, Lord Chaitanya said, the only begging, what I want you to give me is to chant. That's what I'm begging you. Uh, so that's very wonderful. Um, so another one more story about one in Germany, actually, who was the first one in Germany, Hans Dutta. He, uh, um, Prabhupada wrote him a letter, why are my books not being printed in Germany? Hans Dutta said, I can't, I can't read German, I can't speak it, I can't translate. Then he said, oh, then I understood. Prabhupada wants his books translated to German. I have to figure out how to do it. So then he wrote a letter back. So what do I do? So Prabhupada said, his answer was, chant Hare Krishna and Krishna will give you intelligence. That was almost always the answer I got, Hansa said. Prabhupada wasn't the type of manager or leader who would give details. He wasn't micromanaging. He inspired you to use your creative intelligence. In fact, Prabhupada said there's a kind of individual intelligence, individual genius in every living entity. Everyone has genius. 
So then he, he, this devotee, Hans Duda, looked up the word genius in the dictionary. This was like 50 years ago, 40 or 48 years ago. Definition was indwelling deity. Definition of genius. So isn't that interesting? Who is our genius? It's, it's the super soul. It's Krishna in our heart. That's where we get our intelligence. So it's not something that we possess, that we are not genius, but genius is there. Our genius is there in our heart, and that is the super soul. We can contact the super soul by chanting. By chanting, we contact super soul, and we can get an ocean. There's an ocean of intelligence within us. Everybody can get can uh, access this, this uh, intelligence, but we do it by chanting Hare Krishna. So this uh, Hansaduta, he was a high school dropout. He didn't finish his high school education. But later, while Prabhupada was here, he was lecturing to the Harvard University faculty about Krishna consciousness, even though he never finished his, his uh, high school education. So this is genius. Krishna gives us genius. How to preach, how to live uh, in the material world at the same time make advancement in spiritual life. So, therefore, intelligence is very important and we should try to use it every day. And Be aware, don't become complacent in life or else time will be in front and death will be in back <laughs> to catch us. Okay, so I'll stop here if there's any questions. Yeah. I'm just wondering, you say that the devotees for the devotees, Krishna gives them remembrance, and for the yeah. non-devotees, he makes them forget them. I, I have little doubts, mm -hmm. because even living in a temple where Krishna is everywhere, and so much connection, how many minutes a day yeah. do really remember Krishna? Yeah. And so I don't know if maybe we are not yet in the category of being a devotee. <laughs> Why are devotees forgetting Krishna? <laughs> yeah, why, why is Krishna not giving us more of this remembrance? Is our desire why isn't remember? Krishna giving us more remembrance as devotees? Because here, here we're in Goloka Dham and we're still forgetting Krishna. Well, it's, it's, he doesn't force us. It's not out of force. Like yesterday, I was seeing on the internet one quote from Prabhupada. Um, love me, love me, love me. And somebody has a gun pointing at you to love me. So it, he's not forcing us to remember him. So therefore, uh, we're allowed to forget. That is our independence. He's not, for, he's not forcing us. Um, and he'll never force us. And we always have our independence to love him or leave him. And so if he were to force us to remember, even when we don't want to, then that will not be love. Love is okay, you can remember, you can also forget. But he doesn't uh, help, I mean he does, it's not his desire that we forget him. If we, if we want to, then he allows us. Okay, forget. It's our desire. So it's, it's our, it's, it may, now it may not be our desire, but it's our habit from millions of births to forget Krishna. Now it's our habit. And sometimes we go back into our role in, uh, of our conditioning uh, we do forget our identity, and that's Prabhupada's praying. If Prabhupada's praying like that, then, <laughs> uh, you know, who are we? And Prabhupada is praying that always, please, Krishna, rem remind me to chant Hare Krishna.
so by the atmosphere of the material world we can forget, we can be forced to forget Krishna also. It's easy to forget, hard to remember. As while, we ha while we're in, in a material body, the nature of the body is to forget. If we just go with our, just go with, flow with the nature, the conditioning, then we'll forget. Sleep, okay. The body is saying, let me sleep, let me, why, you know. I always have to remember these things. I was, I was just, there was another lecture where he says, we have to practice how to love Krishna. He said, you have to get up early in the morning and go to Mangalarti. You may not like to do it, but you have to think, okay, I, I will go to Mangalarti to please Krishna. And then he says, and then you have to chant 16 rounds. And you may be lazy, you may not want to do it. Said, but no, I will chant. It's my guru's order. I will chant to please Krishna. So, yeah, sometimes it's a fight. I was struggling with, with sleep this morning when I was chanting. I really wanted to sleep, but no, I said, no, it's, this is not time to sleep. This is time to chant. No, let's keep chanting. Let's keep trying. And sometimes it happens like that. Uh, that you have, it's a, sometimes it's a struggle, sometimes it's easy. Sometimes, oh wow, <laughs> the holy name is flowing, and I'm not even trying. <laughs> the holy name is coming. Some rare, rare moments we get when uh, it's easy. So, yeah, yeah, it's not his desire, but he, he's not going to force us. So, it's, but we, we need to be, yeah, uh, the Advancement means to be more conscious, to be more Krishna conscious. So here we are in the morning. Yes, okay, it's easy now. We're, it's top of time. It's, well, what about the rest of the day now? Then we also have to be conscious like we are now. That, oh, yeah, I also have to remember Krishna now. Think of Krishna, chant Hare Krishna, even during the day when it's not so easy to remember. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> it seems it's really depending on the intensity of our desire to Yeah. Remember. Yes, yes. Depends on the intensity of our desire. If it's really intense in the morning, then we won't lose it. Mm -hmm. I think the morning is when we have to make it, in, make it intense. In the morning is our chance to actually uh, prepare for the whole day. Uh, so we, we're with Krishna. We try to be with Krishna in the morning by chanting. Any other question? Mm -hmm. I just have experience. Uh, that, that, you know, we are trying our best, we are trying, trying, but sometimes we forget that we, but however we can try, we will never get it. We need the mercy, actually. Mm. And then I have experienced that <coughs> I was really trying, trying, trying with chanting. It was many years ago. And then somehow I said, okay, I just cannot, I just cannot do, I'm trying my best, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> and then suddenly the mercy came and oh. I had the Oh. So clearly, so beautiful, so many, so such a realization came, I can never repeat it afterwards. But uh, when I quit it, I said, okay, I cannot do it anymore. It's not in my, in my, I understood this, I cannot do it. Yes, uh, so I cannot do it properly. I was almost panicked, I go to, go, go and sleep. And then, 
So sometimes, so sometimes when we when hope, we're hopeless and helpless. Hopeless and helpless. Yeah. <laughs> it helps to be hopeless and helpless. It comes somehow. Helps to be hopeless and helpless. Yeah. That's I've heard Burijan say that many times. Helpless and hopeless we are. Yeah, it's the mercy and the, and the endeavor, both. Yes? Uh, could you say, Mataji, please, what is uh, different between material and spiritual platform? What is the difference between material and spiritual platform? And in which way? Mm. I mean, that's a big topic. Um, <laughs> uh, <coughs> I mean, like... You mean... You're talking like about desire, yes, if you have desire, desire to, uh, Yeah. Okay. Krishna. Yeah. Mm. Okay, um, so there is a nice purport in Bhagavad Gita, um, okay. chapter 2. Yeah, it's good if you bring it, if I have it in front of me. That tells about the devotee, because uh, we do have the material world coming into us. In, so it may be, there are three, three levels Thinking, feeling, and willing. So sometimes we have material desires in our mind, thinking. But Prabhupada says we should not allow it to go beyond the, we should not allow these desires to go to the feeling stage. Because once we start feeling, oh yeah, I, I need this, I want this, uh, then it comes to the willing stage. Thinking, feeling, willing. And willing means, okay, now I have to make a plan how to get this. So here in chapter 2 of Bhagavad Gita, verse 70, there's a really nice purport that tells how a, a devotee can be Krishna conscious. What is the test? Um, hmm. The analogy is a person who is not disturbed by the incessant flow of desires that enter like rivers into the ocean, which is ever being filled, but is always still, can alone achieve peace, and not the man who strives to satisfy such desires. So here it's talking about desires are coming. So you may think, okay, material platform, all the material desires are coming, but he's not allowing it to come to the feeling and willing stage. So here Prabhupada says in the purport, as long as one has the material body, demands of the body for sense gratification will continue. The devotee, however, is not disturbed by such desires because of his fullness. Hmm. Where is it? Oh yeah, it, it comes down here. Uh, here. Desires may come to him like the ocean, always full in himself. Oh, sorry. Desires may come to him like waters of the river, that flow into the ocean, but he is steady in his activities. He's not even slightly disturbed by desires for sense gratification. That, now here's the sentence, that is the proof of a Krishna conscious man, one who has lost all inclination for material sense gratification, although desires are present. So how can you, you know, you have, the material desires are there, but you don't have desire to fulfill them. So that, that's, the Krishna, that's the Krishna consciousness. That even though we have, they still come out of, because we're in the material world and so many things are there, and we have a material body also, 
But uh, when we don't, uh, when we engage, when we become full in devotional service, then even though those desires are coming, we don't want. I think a lot of devotees must experience this, that some desires are coming and you have no, absolute no desire to fulfill them or to go after them. I think we all experience that. Um, so, yeah, this is, this, is, this is how we can be. Another, another example is um, one devotee asked Prabhupada, this was Bhagavat, Prabhu, he's a, no, he's a Maharaj. Um, he asked Prabhupada, you know, I'm, I'm practicing Krishna consciousness and I'm getting, I'm on a certain level, I'm getting transcendental happiness, but at the same time I feel like I'm affected by the modes of nature. So how is this? How can I be on the transcendental platform and still be affected by the modes? So Prabhupada said, it's just like if you're on a boat. You're on a boat and sometimes the waves come and they rock the boat. So your position on the boat may not be steady. You may, they may even knock you down, the waves, while you're on the boat. He says, but don't, don't leave the boat, stay on the boat. He said, so these waves are the modes of material nature. And so the captain of the boat, he, he will teach you how to steer the boat in, in the ocean of nations. So you have to learn from the captain how to steer your boat through the ocean. But don't worry if the modes sometimes knock you down. Just stay on the boat. Just keep on practicing Krishna consciousness. And don't get off the boat. And, uh, and that's what we're trying. You know, that's what we understand. That's why we're still here after almost 50 years of Krishna, of starting 50 years ago, that we're still trying to stay on the boat. Even though the modes sometimes come and we say, oh, that was, that was difficult. But still we pick ourselves up, okay, let's keep trying. <laughs> because we want to go back to Godhead. We want to see Krishna. We want to be with Krishna. And we realize what this verse says, that the material world is not a happy place cannot be happy here. So we, t we have to tolerate, like that verse says in 10th canto, Tatenu Kampam Devotee, he's always looking for the mercy of Krishna. This is, the, this is the mentality of the devotee, how you can progress, how you can be eligible for liberation going back to Godhead. Tatenu Kampam that always see the mercy, always expect the mercy of the Lord. Look for the mercy. In your day, just look for mercy, and everything becomes mercy for the advanced devotee. And second, bunjana evatmakritam vipakam, and tolerate when the reactions of your past misdeeds come. Of course, you don't really get reactions, it's just a token that Krishna gives you. You don't get your actual reactions. Uh, so, um, yeah, like somebody, went, went, one doctor recently told me when I when I fell the la I fell and broke my ankle three months ago, and uh, she told me I should have died, but actually I only broke my ankle. And even after one week, the cast was taken off, like it was really miraculous. So um, Krishna is reducing our karma; he's reducing our sinful reactions. Um, so that's the second part. Then the third part, with body, mind, and words, we engage in devotional service. So we tolerate, we expect mercy, and we engage at the same time in devotional service. And and we become eligible for liberation. 
And so that's our hope, whether we're in Grihastha life or Vanaprastha or Brahmachrini or Brahmachari, we, can, we just have to have this mentality, no matter what conditions we're in, because that's temporary, whatever. In our next life, we won't be Grihastha Brahmachari, or maybe we will be, who knows. But hopefully we'll be with Krishna. And that's our goal, that's where we want to go. Yes? Uh, so you think, Mataji, that Srila Prabhupada has material desire? I don't know, I don't think Srila Prabhupada has material desire, oh. but he's just showing for us. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, actually, I shouldn't say, oh, Prabhupada. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. I understand. I understand. He doesn't have material, but I'm not, he doesn't have material desire, but maybe desires. He did say, well, maybe desires are coming, like Yamanacharya says, when I think of sex life, I spit. It means he's thinking. You know, Yamanacharya, there's a famous verse. Yes, and uh, I just, what I start to think about what you say, Mataji, that uh, maybe their material desire, they're coming like when we are in the beginning, like we are a little bit on the spiritual platform, but like we start spiritual life and we start experience spiritual platform, then this material desire is still coming, yes? Mm, but right. after it, when our desire is much more to satisfy and Krishna. remember Krishna, they're gone and gone and gone, yes? Yeah, it's less, it becomes less. That's why I, I'm thinking. But still, it's still, I, now I just came to my mind, Prabhupada said, oh, I thought of my wife yesterday. <laughs> so he was saying that, you know, something came. It's not like, you are making it come, but it's like you're in the material atmosphere. So because Prabhupada is so full, it, it, it's, nothing can come. But even he said something, <laughs> something came. But anyway, yeah, we, we don't want to analyze Prabhupada. We always accept him as a liberated soul. And, but, but, uh, but what I saw from this verse of Yamanacharya, that he, it, even in a liberated soul, the material desires may come in the mind. And Yamancharya says, that if you analyze that verse, then, well, if he's a liberated soul, how can he think of sex life? How, how come that desire comes in the mind? He's a liberated soul. Why should it come? So he says, when I think of sex life, I spit. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so what yes. probably, yeah. Then you should just remember Krishna. <laughs> yeah. Remember Krishna. <laughs> yeah, that's all we can yeah. do and pray a lot. Yeah. And, and be hopeless, pray, pray with the mentality that uh, um, Mani Manjari was saying hopeless and hopeless. I'm helpless and I'm hopeless. Don't think, okay, now I got it. Now I'm a great devotee, I'm advanced. And then you, then that's your fall down. <laughs> Krishna will remind you, oh, you are not so, so advanced. Yeah, Krishna is always reminding us. Yeah. Krishna is reminding us, oh, who we are, <laughs> where we are, <laughs> oh, how, how we need to make advancement, how we need to make progress in spiritual life. There's always room. And it seems like the more you pr try to practice, the more room there is for advancement. It looks like that to me. Uh, when, you're, when you first join it, you think, oh, uh, you know, we were thinking, 
two, three years will be self-realized. <laughs> we think I remember when I was, before I joined, I was one devotee, Pradumna. He was telling me about all the levels, Shraddha to Prema. So I asked him, so what level are you on? I asked him, and he said, Ruchi. <laughs> we, all, we all thought that we were on Ruchi, you know, because we, <laughs> we were so happy chanting Hare Krishna. We thought, yeah, only a few, only a, we'll almost be, we'll be in Bhava in no time. <laughs> That's how we thought. Now, after a few, few years of practice, I'm thinking, if I could just get out of an arch and a vritti, get to Nishta, get to firm faith, oh, that would be an achievement. Mode of goodness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It becomes more clear. And Krishna shows you all your, your desires from your millions of births. He shows you. And the more you, the more you try, the more you keep trying, and the more you see. He turns on the light in your heart, and I mean, the first thing you see is your 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 material desires for millions of births, and, and it, it seems hopeless and you're helpless. But then you you pray, help, <laughs> pray for help, and and do it and follow the instructions. Go to Mangalarti and get up early. That's all part of it. Chanting 16 rounds of following principles, that's the basis, that's the essence. But we also have to get up early, go to Mangalarti, and worship the deity, pray. All these things are helpful. Any other question? May I just say something optimistic? Sure. <laughs> okay. book, you know, about the story of Amparish Maharaj and uh, he said the, the, the book is a sadhu, a sadhu Zara in my heart, something like this, the title. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then uh, at the end when the, this Durvasa Muni who was offended, Amparish, he came to, to Vishnu, running, running uh, chakra, but after you know, we know all, all the story. Then, uh, then somehow uh, uh, Vishnu or Krishna, whoever, told him, how could you do this? You know, you 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 offended my devotee, <laughs> and then and then he said, these devotees who are in the material world, they are much more dear to me than even those associates from the spiritual <laughs> right. world. They are even more than Lakshmi than than Shiva and whatever right. you know. Right. These devotees in the material world they are so dear, the most dear to me. And then Durvas was how is this possible? <laughs> How is this possible? He said, because this, and then somehow he, he, he uh, the Vishnu knows his uh, doubt, and then he says, uh, explains, and he says, <laughs> you know, these devotees around me, they're always with me, and they're always enjoying the problem, but these devotees in material, well, they're struggling every day, so much, struggling every day, <laughs> yeah. dying and struggling, just to reach me, to come to me, they're the most dear to me. Yeah. And, and how can you offend such a devotee? You know, yeah. This is not, I cannot forgive, forgive this. But <laughs> you should go to him and ask him to forgive you. Right. This, this right. is the, somehow. Yeah. So somehow or other this is optimistic because we are the, in this position. We are, we are the, <laughs> we are the helpless ones. and hopeless devotees. <laughs> you know, we are the ones because Lord Chaitanya came because of us. Yeah. He said, 
the quality is to be the most fallen, no? <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> got the qualification. Most fallen, he will save us. If yeah. you think you are advanced, then you are missing your chance. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're the most qualified. Yes, yes. <laughs> we are the most qualified to be saved by Lord Chaitanya. <laughs> yes. And this yes. is rather than a smooth story. Yeah. Lucky, yeah, okay. <laughs> so I think we should end the class on sweetness. We should. <laughs> You're supposed to end on sweetness. So we can pray to Gornitai and Radharani for mercy. Yeah, that we are hopeless and helpless. And uh, we want to remember them during the day also. Thank you. <laughs> okay, all glories to Shri Prabhupada Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.